0: All right, welcome back, everybody. I've got two more weeks of training for you. Um, I promise to those who don't particularly like the training talk that I put in, um, I promise you that I have other topics that I want to get to, and uh, I haven't forgot about you, but uh, um, I think these are important. Not, you know. And People have talked to me and messaged me on Facebook and posted on Facebook and stuff about how uh, they found a lot of value in this from, from me posting what I'm doing and how they can apply it to their own training. So I, I do think there's some good stuff in there, um, not necessarily my, my day-to-day stuff, but uh, some of the lessons that I, I point out, I think, are, are pretty solid uh, to a lot of people. And I think it is key knowing that, you know, someone who, you know, was a was an Olympic trials qualifier and performed at a pretty high level and, and does train at a high level Um, knowing what kind of struggles and things that they go through and how that is relatable to uh, the everyday runner too. So, um, so I I appreciate everybody that has uh, given me feedback on that. And uh, so we'll keep it rolling, but I do have a lot of other topics that I want to, I want to get to, but uh, uh, fall marathon season is upon us. So it's, it's tough enough to even uh, to get this in. So hopefully uh, once things settle down, we'll get more, uh, more written out for you. Um, So now we're going to talk about the uh, nine and ten weeks out from, from Indy. so we're looking basically at the uh, beginning of September. So uh, I didn't have a lot going on, so nine two, nine three, um, nine two I was the last day we spent at the cottage for the summer. and then we came home and uh, that took a it's, yeah, it's like a three and a half hour drive. Um, Joe soon had to stop a few times. So it's always interesting when you're driving through northern Michigan where you're going to be able to find a place to stop. But we, we managed. Uh, but all said and done, no afternoon run that day. We just got home and pretty much crashed. So uh, we uh, we just left it at that. But 9-3, I did a, a strength workout. So I did 8 by 1 at marathon pace minus 10 with uh, a 2.30 jog. And uh, they were all under 5.10 pace for the mile, which was pretty. Which was Pretty solid for me and uh 230 jog recovery is pretty solid really really solid for me so um i think i averaged like just right around a third of a mile for recovery and i'm going to talk about more about the recovery stuff a little bit um but uh that's really good that to me that's a good indication of where you're really really at for for your fitness level total was 17 miles for the day I did do some light foam rolling in the evening. I'm trying to get better at that, guys. Even if it's 10 minutes a day, trying to do something. Uh, the next day, 10 miles. Uh, I ran 10 miles with the guys on the team. Um, so I came into Rochester and uh, we went up to Paint Creek Trail from the from the Duck Pond. And um, those guys, gosh, they run they run so hard. I forgot how, and they sneak it up on you too. So like, you know, Mike and I are in our late 30s. And uh, we need a few miles to warm up, which which they kind of do. But for me now, warming up a couple miles is like 7:30 to 8-minute pace, and for them, it's like 7 to 7:30 pace, you know. And then we uh basically go out the trail, turn around, and come back, and they start just kind of creeping that pace up a little bit. And before you know it, you're running 6:10, 6:20s. It's pretty fast. I'm, I'm glad. I don't think I could do it every day anymore. But uh, it was a good run. Good run to meet a lot of those guys and see the new faces on the team. But uh, then I had a bunch of appointments during the day. I had a I had a a, a, rel, a rolfing massage with Don. If you don't know what a rolfing is, like basically she, the lady I see, Don, who I've seen for years now. Um, it's you know she's really trying to work on the fascia and stuff, and she really works more on um, trying to fix imbalances and things like that. And so. She always ends up doing a lot of work on my back and my IT bands and my calves. Those are always the biggest for me. And then I carry a lot of stress in my shoulders, which most people do. And she spends a lot. Of, I mean, she could go a couple more hours if she if she wanted to, and uh, barely hit everything that she needed. But uh, it's not comfortable. It's 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 tough. It beats you up pretty good. Um, it's hard to do it the days you do a workout, but. Uh, but I did it uh and she finds incredible joy in seeing me squirm on the table. But uh and then it was curriculum night at the school. So again, no afternoon run. It was just first week of school, it was just chaos. And then my wife and I have been selected to the fun run committee, which we were on last year, but that was kind of a, of a debacle too. They I don't think they really thought we knew what we were doing. But then we raised ten thousand dollars for a new rock wall, so now we're I guess we're probably going to be on that committee until Josephine leaves that elementary school. But uh, they threw us into it, and they did it in May last year. Now they're doing it in two weeks now. So they want the same stuff that we had last year, but with two weeks planning time. So we'll see how it works out. Anyway, uh, so that was it for the nine four nine five. nothing crazy. 12-4, I did do my strides, a little bit of strength. Like I said, just a little bit of... Uh, a little bit every day gets, gets a long way, so uh, it, it was cooler. It started getting cooler. Now it's actually back humid again, but it was really, really nice for about a week and a half there, um, but nothing crazy, 12 and 4. Next day, 9, 6, so I'm going workout, easy day, easy day, uh, 9, 6, I did marathon pace. I did five times two miles at marathon pace, um, really just kind of filling it out with pace. I, I really feel like 515 to 520 is where I'm going to be. Uh, and it all kind of just settled in at 5:15 pace. Uh, recovery jogs again were really solid. I'm really happy with that, and uh, I'm recognizing I'm definitely recognizing that the recovery is making a big difference in these and exact, in really knowing kind of more where you're at. And I'll explain that later. But then it'll up being 19 for the morning, it did 13 and change, and then 14 and then 4 in the afternoon. Uh, PM run was really slow. It was like 7:30 pace. It was really like 30 seconds slower a mile than I usually do. 9, 8 another day, 14 and 4. I'll admit I was kind of making up some mileage there uh, from earlier in the week. Um, But uh, uh, we got it in 108 miles for the week. So it was like my second or third week at 108 miles, which is, I mean, that's where I feel pretty comfortable with, guys. I I mean, I could probably go up to 120, um, and I still might. I have, at this time I'm recording this, I have just under eight weeks. So I I might get up there for a couple weeks. But I feel like I can do everything in my life and run 110 miles a week. And I can feel pretty okay with that. But, uh, um, you know, I could have got a couple more afternoon runs in and, but you know, there's always going to be something in life, right? There's always gonna be something, you know, Josephine has stuff in the evening and, you know, sometimes you get it in, sometimes you just run out of time. And, you know, uh, you know, like 10 years ago, I would have worried and stressed and all about that. But, you know, now it's like, you know, it comes and goes. So, there'll always be another day you just get more resourceful trying to make it up where you can you know i'm not going to add you know six miles to a morning run but you know you can add two miles to a morning run i have the time and you know even if even if i go up to a 14 mile easy run you know that's not unheard of for me anyway because i'm you know i'm used to doing 14 mile runs you know so if i'm lately i've only been doing 10 to 12 but if i go up to 14 once or twice not a big deal, but you know, it'd make a big difference if I was doing 14s and I'm like, oh, I need to make up mileage. I'll run 20 today. No, I'm not going to do that. But you make up a mile here, a mile there, you end up not being too far off of what you're going to be be anyway. So I was pretty happy with that. Got it in, survived the first week of school. All, all was good. So then we come into last week, the ninth, and uh, I was really feeling the last several days. So I think, I think part of it was kind of making up that mileage a little bit now that I just said that. Uh, but uh you know, I actually was going to do a three by three pace. That's kind of what I had penciled in on my calendar. Um, you know, I was going to drive, I was going to drive out, I drove out to Stony, and I'm just thinking, man, I really just I'm tired. I'm really kind of banged up as far as just feeling worn down. And, you know, there's a difference and I, and I've been doing it long enough. I know the difference between human fatigue and starting to get to a point where you might not bounce back from that. So, um, I got out there and I said, okay, I'm just gonna run 18. I can do three loops around the park and I can just get after it a little bit on the long run if I want. If not, we'll just get you know a couple hours of running in. And I ended up running 18 miles in like six 6.16 per mile pace. You know, The first loop was a little slower and then I just gradually picked it up. Ended up being a great day, right? So I got just about two hours of running in. I think it was like an hour 50 something uh, of running in. So it was definitely a long run effort. Um, but it's something that I know I can recover well from. And then it basically, you know, it allows me to lessen the hole that I've dug myself. So I've, I've, I've got that hole already dug, but this workout didn't really make it any worse. And then it gives me two easy days to, again to get back up to baseline or even a little bit baseline. So, you know, I'm, I'm already kind of in, I was currently pretty fatigued. I'm still fatigued, but it's now at a place where I can manage it and I, I can bounce back for across the week. So the next day, 9, 11 and 4, pretty easy, but 7-minute like pace I did. So I didn't hammer the easy runs. I just allowed myself to recover, but I'm still getting the time in, right? I'm still getting those easy run benefits. And then I did 6 by 12 seconds uh, strides in the second run. And then 9-11, uh, did 12 and 4, nothing really to write home about. Feel, I felt tired, but I'm not overwhelmed. So next day I had, I had 9 by 12, or 9-12, uh, September 12th. I had 10 by 3 minutes hard. And uh, a lot of you read my blog or my intro into Strava, uh, so I'll just make sure that picture is posted. You can go and see that in the blog. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. So, uh, but uh, basically, I was going to go to the track, realizing the school's back in session. I don't necessarily like going out to the track when the school's in, um, so I went out to. I just ran out to um, my standard East Lady West Lady loop. And I uh, did 10 times 3 minute pace, or 10 times 3 minutes hard. It uh, was under 5 minute pace. And so I, I accumulated 30 minutes of work under 5 minute pace. So that was, that was good. Um, at this time, though, it's warm and humid again. So it was kind of, you know, doing an actual repeat workout might not have even given me anything I didn't know anyway. But I got about 15 and a half miles in for the morning. That was it for the day. Uh, September thirteenth, twelve miles really slow. No PM, no PM run. I took my brother in law to his eye doctor appointment at U of M. Um, many of you know his story. Many of you don't know his story. So those of you who don't know, my brother in law was uh, shot in the head in Afghanistan on Halloween Day, um, on uh, October October of two thousand eleven on Halloween Day. Um, so that was uh, it's been uh, eight years and. So he's uh, he was shot by a sniper. Um, they were raiding a bazaar, like kind of like a flea market type thing, where they sold uh, heroin and poppy, and that was how you know that's how the Taliban supplies a lot of their funding is through drug sales to Europe and Northern Africa and Russia. Um, so he was part of special forces over there. Um, you know, it was very pretty, pretty much assumed that he wasn't going to make it, but uh, uh, thank God had another has another plan for him and. He's uh, still with us, and he actually does really well. His mobility's mobility's there. He's missing part of his frontal lobe of his of his brain. Um, so his uh, his temper's a little a little there, but because uh, that's a part. Something like your emotions, from what I understand, something like your emotions and stuff are in that section of your head. But his main his main issue is that uh, his eyes were really damaged from the percussion of the round. So he he has a lot of a lot of eye problems. I actually had to reattach his retina or reattach his optic nerve, which I didn't even think was possible. Um, You know, it's amazing he can see anything at all. But he can basically see, like he could look at a window and know that was a window. He could know really contrasting um, light and dark colors. He can kind of make out, but uh, he still goes to work every day. And um, but he has a lot of you know obviously has a lot of appointments so. Anyway, so I took him to his appointment at U of M and they're, you know, doing some really crazy stuff with, you know, it'll be amazing. I think he'll be amazed at like the kind of advancements you see in these types of things in the next next 10 years. Um, it sounds like there's some really crazy stuff. So I, I actually think he'll see again in his lifetime just based on what some of the things they're talking about. But anyway, uh, took him there, didn't get uh, an afternoon run in. Uh, whole family just kind of sat home, had some pizza, and we went to bed early. <laughs> we were tired. Uh, 9.14, so on Saturday, uh, I did a later morning run because Nikki does her workouts on Saturday. So she drove up to our office in Rochester, which is you know 20 minutes away from our house, um, and we're right next to the Clinton River Trail, which meets up with the Macomb Orchard Trail and the Paint Creek Trail, which is really cool. So it's nice, nice running out here, especially on the weekends. Um, she did her workout. So I didn't get out till about 10 in the morning. Um, but the nice thing was that uh, the thunderstorms that blew through the day before, brought in the cold front. Awesome day. I ran 12 miles, uh, 6.57 pace. And uh, I think I did an afternoon run. I don't have it written down, but I think I did an afternoon run. Um, nothing special. Four miles around my, my neighborhood and uh, did some strides. But uh, 9.15 I did. So yesterday I did uh, a marathon pace workout again. I drove out to Stoney. Uh, I did that because Nikki takes Sundays off and I can leave the house early. So I did pretty big workout, three miles, four miles, three miles at marathon pace. And honestly, I was thinking like, that's a pretty big workout as far as the repeat distance per repeat. Um, So I was really thinking like, if I could be right around 520s, that'd be pretty solid, especially doing it myself. Um, But I ended up averaging 515s. My first mile was like 520. um, And then we got it back down to like 515s from there and had a few in the 512 range. Um, Recovery jogs were much faster than in the past. Um, usually I'd do something like this, and it'd be like over eight minutes for the mile that I would take as a recovery jog, um, and it ended up being like 645s for the recovery, so I was really impressed with that, um, and the quick, the cool down was quicker too, so I was actually like, you know, like 715 to 720 pace on the cool down, which is usually, again, I'm like eight minute pace for those, so um, I definitely think I'm getting more fit, and I'm definitely kind of seeing more where I'm at as far as overall fitness, but 17 in the morning for that, Uh, 110 miles for the week which was I I thought I'd run more when I was training for Toledo but I was looking through um, yesterday and I think I was only like 105 at the highest for um, Toledo so I put a I put a number of weeks above that right now so I'm actually feeling really good about that and uh, it wasn't my best week for strength training but I did get some work in did get some mobility work in um, and I'm still way better at getting the detail stuff in than I have been in a long time so Um, So now for the fun part, I know that you guys are hanging on the edge of your seats for. So um, I thought it was pretty cool. I came up with my two-week takeaways, since I'm writing these basically two-week blocks. Um, So I have two two two-week takeaways. Um, One, recovery time is a simple variable that can be altered a number of ways. We can refer to it as a single run, time between workouts, time between segments, and time between repeats. And the latter is what I want to focus on. Uh, A simple rule is that the harder the repeat or the faster the pace, the more recovery time. So a 400-meter repeat may be a 400-meter jog, but it might take 100 to 150% of the time. So example, you may run a 400-meter repeat in two minutes, but your recovery jog might be three minutes. So even though you ran another 400-meter, even though you ran another 400-meter jog. Uh, So it's not necessarily the distance that we're looking at for recovery, but rather the amount of recovery time. So a 5K rep allows you to 100% of recovery time, then a marathon rep should be significantly less. Uh, take, for example, my 8x1 workout that I did in this segment. I ran hard for roughly 5 minutes and I recovered for 50% of that time. And then this past Sunday I did 3-4-3, which took, and took under 7-minute jogs, roughly 30 30 to 40% recovery time. My aha moment is that this is keeping the recovery distance about the same. So I'm still doing like quarter mile, half mile, mile to recovery. But my, the time that it's taking to do those recoveries is coming down significantly. Um, what I have noticed is that my, re, my repeat times are down a few seconds per mile. So, you know, like in the past, that, five, those, that 5.15 for 3.4.3 might have been like 5.10s. But in my mind, I, I don't think it's giving me a true representation of marathon Effort, right? So it's like, yeah, I'm running those. I could run them faster, but I'm taking a lot longer for my recovery. So is that a true representation of what I can run for marathon pace? I don't think so. I think the fact that I, I'm I'm slowing down just a to touch on those, but my recovery time is so much faster between each repeat that that five fifteen is definitely a more accurate representation of what I can run for a marathon. So to me, I before I think I, you know, especially like in the last year or so. I've probably, because I've been hitting workouts faster, but I feel like the recovery times are slower, so it wasn't necessarily a true representation of marathon time. Or right now I feel like I'm running a little bit slower than what I was, but since the recovery so much faster, I do feel like I'm much closer to a a truer sense of what my marathon pace should be. Um, so I think that's something you can take with yourself: is that yeah, I'm hammering these marathon repeats or I'm hammering these strength workouts but I have to like basically walk my recovery. Then are you really accomplishing what the purpose of the workout is? And that's something you can evaluate on your own. And so if you're doing the workout, just to say I'm I'm crushing this workout, but you're not looking at the workout in its entirety, meaning how are my recovery times looking in conjunction with how fast I'm running. And if there's a big discrepancy there, that's something maybe you should consider. Cause then you're, you're kind of cheating yourself. You're obviously working hard, but you're cheating yourself in the fact of not necessarily really knowing what you're truly capable. You're giving yourself a a kind of a false sense of of where you're truly at. All right. So my second takeaway is learning how to adjust without sacrificing. And so the 18 miler was the perfect example. I modified my plan days to allow me to recover, yet this was still the biggest mileage week I've had in months. Uh, I began began the week feeling like a wreck and ended up Ended the week on a very high note. And how did I do that? I simply did a workout I knew I could do with less relative effort first. This essentially gave me a few more days of easier running before I came back with two significant workouts later in the week. So by being flexible, I only sacrificed, air quotes, the days I originally had penciled in, but I still gained all the workouts that were planned for the week. I didn't sacrifice any workouts. I just moved around what I knew I could recover faster from while I was really in that kind of the depth of that hole to set myself up to be able to not dig that hole any deeper, not lose any fitness, not have to take time off, not have to skip a workout, and then bounce back and be able to do the rest of the week as as planned. And so recovery doesn't have to mean missing workouts, but rather rearranging to fit your strengths and weaknesses. And you know yourself better than anybody. So if you know that long runs just take everything out of you, then maybe set something up where you can... Give yourself a workout that's going to set you up for success and then come back and do that long run. Or, you know, usually it's not necessarily the long run, but it's usually a strength workout or a marathon tempo that kind of gives you a, a little bit of heartache. And even if you have to spread those days out, so if you're on a t- typical Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, and you know you really have a tough time recovering from the Tuesdays, then do your Tuesday workout, but then do your Wednesday off, your Thursday easy friday a workout your temple run and if you know you bounce back from that relatively okay saturday easy sunday long run so you've given yourself two days between the workouts that really beat you up the most and you can still bounce back and get those the schedule in this plan so don't think it has this because something's written there you know it's written there it's written there mainly as a template but you can always rearrange things to fit your strengths and weaknesses that that's it and that's the difference between going into cumulative fatigue and just being overtrained because so many times we want to just plow through and mark a day as completed as it was originally scheduled and if you somehow feel like if i don't do it on the day that i was planned to do it then it wasn't then it basically doesn't count and that's not the case at all um you can definitely rearrange to fit where you're at and still not sacrifice anything. In fact, probably make it even better for yourself. That's not a problem. Don't think that um, you know Thursday has to be your temple run. You know, come hell or high water, uh, you know. And that's you know, you got to use some individual judgment there. Or that's where you consult with your coach and be like, okay, this is where this is where I'm really getting hung up on. How can we how can we move these things around to to still get all this stuff in? It just may not necessarily look the same way. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to be that way so you know that's those are my two big takeaways and I think those are things that everybody can take with them with their training and so ultimately I think too when you take when you look at stuff like that is when you really you keep a good log you kind of know how you feel but you don't just go through the motions but you kind of keep track of how you feel on these things so that you learn the most you can about yourself as a runner and then you can do, and then you can learn these things, and you and you have these moments in your head. And you're like, okay, well, it doesn't have to be Thursday tempo run. It can be, you know, Thursday long run if I can do that, and then come back and do my tempo on Saturday. So I think that's key, is just learning, because I think we're so data driven that we just look at numbers and we go by all these numbers, but we don't ever take the internal feedback, and we don't ever really kind of observe ourselves and what we really respond to and what we don't respond to and how much we need for recovery how much we don't need for recovery all those things so i think all those things are important so again if you train by heart rate you trade by stride or you're trained trained by pace those things are great but it's only piece of the puzzle and you have to kind of take that internal feedback with you and knowing the whole the whole picture there not just the data part of the picture so so I think that's key. I really do. And, and, you know, if you're just doing a schedule to do a schedule and say I ran a marathon, that's one thing. But for the most part, people are listening to this because they want to learn how to run better and they want to learn how to become in that running lifestyle without it consuming their life. And, and I think those are little things that you can do to help you along that journey. So anyway, that's it for this, this segment. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right, have a good week. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.